check yourself, check your top kit, check your glove box, check your overnight bag for an air tag. This is the way everybody's getting busted for cheating. Including a friend of Donna's who busted her husband having four different affairs at the same time. I mean, shit, who's got the time or the energy? Plus, I think it's really tacky of Kim Kardashian to say she was going for Pete Davidson simply because of his big D.E. Look that up before the four-minute mark here of this episode. While you're at it, look up DTF, because you'll need to know what that means as well. It's a spicy, fiery episode of Cadillac Check My Second Act that should earn a triple E rating, which is not my shoe size either by any stretch of the imagination. And that'll make sense before the 10-minute mark. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture, music, trends, plus endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal Growth episode 261, this is my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I do not think you are in any way, shape, or form ready for the story that I'm about to tell you. I think sometimes when we talk about these things, there are probably people who think, oh, they made that up. Uh, no, we don't. And I, I don't even know where this is going. This one, I couldn't make up if I even tried. Is it current? It happened Something today. Happened today. I have to go get... Um, I had to go get today a pouring license, which just sounds crazy, but we pour drinks and beers in my store. And so I found out that it would probably be best if I had a pouring license, even though I've been pouring for two years, but let's just don't go there. So I had to, appointment. I had an appointment at the um, Alpharetta, which is where we live in North Fulton. The city hall. The city hall where like the policemen and stuff are across the street from the racetrack. Oh, that's different. That's the, that's the Department of Public Safety. So I pull in, and I pull into, like, the guest parking or whatever, and I go in, and I have no idea. Like, Did you know what that was? That's where the jail is. Yeah. I had no idea, like, what was going to happen or, like, what I had to do. If I got I had to get fingerprinted, I just knew I had to bring my license or whatever. So I go inside, and the woman's super nice, and she, like, takes my information, and she says, go over to the kiosk and, you know, do this. And so I fill it out, and I bring it back, and she said, within 24 hours, you know, you'll get your pouring license and I can pour anywhere in Alpharetta, by the way. Very nice. <laughs> if you need me to guess bartend or whatever. Love it, yeah. I think it's different if you're a bartender, but I can pour. Like I can crack up some, crack open some bottles. So I go get my car and I am scrolling through a couple of things before I get going. And I see this very attractive man come out and he's in like detective clothes and I had seen him I think he's a detective because he has like a polo and some like black pants or whatever but like a badge you know and I had seen him in the like area as I was doing my kiosk and I thought well I'd like to like what, you know, what would you like well be interrogated by him I mean most people really would. Okay. <laughs> well I mean if you've done something wrong that's the detective you want to show up but he's standing out by his car well, where the f- is going so I put my car in reverse and I back up and I put my car in drive and there's this section of an air of the area out there by the um, police station that has tons of, and I don't even know why, but rocks and boulders. <laughs> and I go forward because I'm thinking I didn't want to hit the car behind me, so I'll just go forward. And I, <laughs> I go up in the air onto the rocks and the boulders. So the front part of my car. Well, why am I just not hearing about this at midnight? <laughs> It's midnight. We're recording this episode at midnight. Because not, it, it ended up fine. But my front two tires are on these boulders. And so I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> How did this happen? And so it's kind of like like if you've ever been at Target, and I've, I always tell the girls this, like you never pull forward because there could be one of those big pylony type things, you know? Well, it's a concrete block. Yeah. So I'm like... Okay, well, I'm just going to reverse it. Well, my wheels were spinning in the rocks, okay? Where are you? I've been, to, I mean, I've been there hundreds of times. It's just this little, like, it's... In, in the back? No, in the front, where you come in the front door of the Alpharetta Public Safety. I've never come in the front door. Okay, well, there's a little, if you're from Alpharetta or you're Jim Gilvin and you're listening, you know exactly... Okay, Jim goes to City Hall. Okay, well, anyways, there is like a little island that has some rocks in it. Like some rocks. Okay. So I'm like, what the hell? So I can't back up because <laughs> my tires are stuck on it. So I get out of the car to see. If what, Captain America. No, around. what I've done. 
And here he comes mm-hmm. over. And he's like, well, you got yourself in a mess here. Mm-hmm. Did he ask if you were sober? Ask you for do do a DUI you know, test or something? I'm leaving City Hall with my You're not pouring, at City Hall. Wherever Donna. I am, I'm leaving the jail with my pouring license and I can't even back up. And I'm like, I didn't even see this curb. And he goes, Were you on your phone? And I like, you know, I thought he was like being serious. And I'm like, no, sir, I was not. And he's like, I'm joking. He's like, let me help you out. So he gets in and he goes a little forward and he goes a little backwards and he goes a little forward and he goes a little backwards. And I then he does. And all of a sudden You're loose. I'm off the rocks. Er. I'm off the rocks. And I said, oh, my God, thank you so much. And he's like, be careful out there. And he took off, and I took off. But I thought to myself, what in the literal hell? Like, I'm taking Charlotte to get her driving test tomorrow, and I've been telling her, like, how you have to be so careful and everything. I can't even get, like, I'm I'm stuck on rocks. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm stuck on rocks. Mm -hmm. Not just any curb. You were distracted. Actually, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't, but it was just beyond crazy. So, anywho, I this is how the universe works because you know if you're listening that Mercury in retrograde is over, so it's fine now to sign a contract. You can do whatever you want. If you want to break up with your spouse, if you want to get together with someone, whatever you want to do, it's okay now. No, I mean well, like it's not actually. No, I, mean, I just mean like if you're getting married or something. Like we've talked about this. Like you can't don't make any big decisions when Mercury is in retrograde, but we're over that now. So I get to my store and I open He's there. All, He's there. No, I open all these t-shirts that I'm going to, that we're, I'm giving to these kids to put out. And there's this t-shirt that has a quote from FDR. You, you know who FDR is? Was he the one in the wheelchair? Yes. Okay. Um, so. Polio. Yes. Warm Springs, Georgia. Yes where Callaway Gardens is. So the quote says on the shirt, get ready for this. You ready? It says, if you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and just keep going. And I thought to myself, self, exactly. Things happen to people. You know, some days you get stuck on rocks. Okay. This is like a metaphor for life. And you just have to keep going. You just have to go forward a little bit backwards a little bit, forwards a little bit, and backwards a little bit. And then you get unstuck, right? Yes. I'm very familiar with that quote. I've heard it and seen it my entire life since I was three years old. I had never seen it. My mother, Granny, needlepointed, cross-stitched, whatever you call it, my entire life. Our den, an entire wall, was nothing but framed pieces that she had cross-stitched, quotes, some of Dad's paintings have been framed. Um, and I knew in, she framed puzzles. I didn't know she... She framed puzzles to you. I didn't know this. The other needlepoint. Yeah. Oh, this is not not the house that you're familiar with. The house I grew up in. So did she like needlepoint this quote? Yes. <gasps> yes. And it was a rabbit for some reason. And he was on a rope. And at the end of the rope was a real pocket watch that was my great-grandfather's. Are you kidding it me was a right variation, now? It was a variation of that quote. It was, uh, if, if, what is it? What's the first part? If you get to the end of your rope. Tie knot and hang on to it is what I saw my entire life. Okay, and we have not talked about this until mm. this moment. Mm. Is this the most bizarre thing? I may, that, that piece may be in the garage, actually. I just thought to From myself. From when we cleaned out the house. My mother passed in October of last year, and, and we cleaned out the house in November. And I remember seeing it. Okay, we need to find that. Yeah. I think it's a great quote. And all kidding about my getting on the rock thing. It it made me think today because, again, I continue. I've heard from a couple people who are just going through some stuff. And, you know, the reason you put your feet on the floor every day and you keep going is because it will get better. It will get better. And some days you're thinking, you know, you're just like you're at rock, literally like me, at rock bottom on top of my rocks. You know what I mean? And you just keep going. But it was just weird how it's like, some days you're just like, why do these puzzle pieces fall where they are falling this way? And then just having this conversation with you, I had no idea. So that's just a little thing for you. Did, what was his name? Do you know? I have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm just curious who he is. I, I literally have no idea. I don't even know if he worked there, to be honest. Okay, he had a badge around his neck. I think. I mean, I think I had a lot going on because I want to tell you when I went in and I went to the kiosk, I started reading all the small print and they were like, they check your license. And then if they have questions, they go to a second level, which is fingerprinting. And then they go and and, in very fine print, it said, and I don't know if this was for my permit or because there were a lot of different permitting. 
please make sure that you do not have any outstanding yeah. warrants. No, no, that's everybody. So I have to they'll tell t- you. They'll, they'll book you yeah. on site. And I saw him they sitting. Have to. I mean, the whole thing was just weird. I saw him sitting back there and I'm like, is he here? Like, to, like if, if I. Who's he? The little guy with the Captain badge. America. I'm like, is he here? Like, if I have a warrant to take me directly in? Would Hyde answer the phone? If no, probably not. If I get, like, if I'm incarcerated. Like, because of some weird... Well, it depends out- on what I have, where I am, what I have going on, but I mean, I would eventually... Like, I just had all these things going through my mind, so yeah. I don't really even know who worked where or whatever. And that, I think that's how I ended up on the rocks, to be honest with you. Because you were distracted. Totally. The um, We one time did a segment during the morning show, and it was about people who did not know that they had an active warrant, and you were pulled over for speeding five miles over or whatever. You're on your way to carpool to pick up your kids. I can't take this Suddenly, story. Suddenly, you're in jail. No. You're in jail because if they run if they run your license and, and you have an active warrant, they have no choice but to take you to jail. They can't once they've run it, it, it pops in the system. They can't just delete it and pretend like they never pulled you over. They must take you to jail. We heard from people who had their kids in the car, Don. I've heard it happen to a lot of people, but I don't understand why if you have a friend, like we have a friend in the police force, can they not? They cannot. Do a solid. And And he has been very, very clear with me because we've had this conversation on the the, the Caddy Wagon podcast with uh, uh, Officer Richie and K-9 Raider. If you have listened to all 200 and, where are we today? 261 episodes of this podcast, shift over for, I'll give you a couple days. We'll give you a couple days. Check out Caddy Wagon with, with, with Richie and K-9 Raider. Richie is an officer with the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety. He's a canine officer, and and we've had this conversation. He's told me before, if you think that you have a warrant out for your arrest, do not go on a Friday to find out. Because if you do, you'll go to jail Friday. You won't get out until Monday because the judge will not be there to see you. You're going to tell me that this woman... That's the solid he shared. Okay, but you're going to tell me this woman sitting behind the glass partition today that there are actually people who roll up there... Come inside. I have no idea. No, no, and say, can you check to see if yes, I have... Yes, no, happens all the time. Seriously. There's no other way to find out. There's no other way to find out. You must go to your local law enforcement agency. No, there, there is a way to find out. Okay, speed down the road and get pulled over, I guess. I mean, what's your reason? What's your, your way? Don't get caught and run from the law. There's two of them. There's two ways to do it. Don't get caught. And if you get pulled over and they... Run, you, you're, t- you're telling me to run from the law. If you, if, if you find out you have a warrant and they come back and say, sir... We're going to need you to step out of the car. You, you got to gas it. Well, you got to gas okay, it. You can't, Donna. That's, that's, that's irresponsible. Okay. okay. That's irresponsible. So is going to jail all weekend. Okay. But if you brought it on yourself. Okay. But how are you going to know that? Like that some If you've broken the law, you're not going to know if you haven't broke. You're not going to know if you've broken the law at some point. How would you not know that? I don't know. Like hey. pri- priors and stuff. I, I don't know. Priors. Obviously, people don't know. Because they're irresponsible. Okay. I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. I'll challenge you to this. Let's both walk in to the ADPS, uh-uh. Hell have them run our no. numbers, no. and who best may the best man win. And we'll see who's got the priors. No, because we're both going to end up in jail, and nobody's going to be able to come get us. We have two drivers now in the house. I'm, no, I'm not doing it. Come, I'll end, come I'll get your mama up, and your daddy. I'll end up back on the rocks. We're ADPS. Not City Hall. Don't go to City Hall like a mother. Go to ADPS next to the racetrack. That's where I had to go. I was I, told I know, to go there. I, 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 know, I know that. But you thought that was City Hall. It was a mess. It was a mess. But here's the good news. I can pop tops. Because I already got my thing. They sent it to me. They said it would be 24 hours, and I wasn't even out of the parking lot, and ding, it came in. That's that's sufficient. That's good. I know, and I was so scared to open it because I thought it was like, number turn, one, turn around, come we back. just saw how you drove, yeah, drive. Seriously. There's seriously. no we've way. Had, we've had second thoughts. Yeah, there, you have no business Plus, you have doing a prior. It. We, we missed yeah. it. Can you step come back, back in? in? Oh, my God. What would you do then? Gas it. I mean, again. We're going to have this next conversation. I don't know how this is going to go. It's late and I'm tired. I don't. Kim Kardashian admitted, and we don't, I think we've talked about that. The Kardashians can be very polarizing. I don't like to talk about them. I don't watch the show unless I'm with you and you say to me, listen, you're really out to watch this. This is a great episode. You've said about this, you know, since they shifted to Hulu. I love it. The show is much better. Oh my God. It's better produced that it's, they kind of break the, is it fourth wall, fifth wall, sixth wall, whatever it is. Yeah. They show the cameras now. They, um, it's more transparent, maybe you said? Well, it's not even that they show the cameras. It's just, it's kind of weird now thinking back on the old Kardashian show because it's not, there's no, they're not manufacturing things for them to do. 
they're just doing life. Like the, part, one of the most interesting episodes was the whole behind the scenes of Saturday Night Live, just how much these people put in, how much, I mean, the rehearsing, the changing that goes on literally up until the minute they hit the yeah. stage. It was fascinating, all of that stuff. And, and, the, and the con, you know, this has just been, this is good because there's the craziness, quite honestly, of Kanye and the slow burn and all this stuff. And, you know, her not was he going to perform on Saturday Night Live as a musical guest and her not really wanting him there because it was kind of her thing and then the whole um Travis Barker Courtney thing and then you've got Scott Disick trying to yeah, put together people, his people life people don't know who these people are I don't yeah think, okay so. well anyway um Kim Kardashian met Pete Davidson when she was there to do SNL which was last fall I think yes okay Pete Davidson it was he just he just left the show after the season but he, he was a pretty prominent player on SNL it had been rumored for a long, long time that he was packing. Okay. BDE is what it's called. Do you want to explain that? I don't. Okay. Well, we may need it for the context of the, the conversation. You've got some energy going. <laughs> okay. Some swagger. Kim Kardashian says, I was not looking for anybody. I mean, she was probably married. Was she married to Kanye when she did SNL? No. Okay. No. Uh, she wasn't looking for, for anything in particular other than um, someone with a big package we know now. Here's the clip from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I did SNL, and then when we kissed in scene, it was just a vibe. And I was like, maybe I, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. It does not give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL, and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like I need to just like jumpstart my, I was just basically DTF. DTF is an acronym for, I'm just looking. To hook up. For something to rub on. To hook up. Okay. Kim Kardashian is admitting in that clip that she went after Pete Davidson simply because he was very well endowed. I think it's very, very unclassy. Oh, my God. Is this common for ladies, for women to to seek out? Yeah. Owning our own sexuality and being that has, in, that has nothing to do with it. Being in charge of who we want to, like, date or okay, but, but hook up with. Yeah. Tall, brown hair, muscular. Yeah. The, the size of one's penis jumps to the top when you're just... Look into DTF. Yeah. Really? I find it just shocking that you're shocked by this because men have been doing this forever. Okay. Do you, Compared do you, to what, though? Okay, um, men like women with big breasts. Men like women with um, big booties. But not all women. do. Okay, I'm not saying they do. And not all women want to hook up with men with, you know, that are well endowed. But the fact that this is classless for her because she's a woman, but yet, you know, have you heard the song El King? It's different for girls and Dirk Smelly. I mean, it is. It's, you know, how men deal with breakups is they immediately go hook up with the next person just to get back at the person. And women don't. And so if women, but then if women, but then if women do want to do it, then we have to explain ourselves and we're not being classy and we're supposed to go and drink wine with someone and get to know them again. And I said to you, there's two different lanes. There's the lane you drive in to try to find a relationship and there's the lane you try to drive in to jumpstart your engine and hook up. But if you're just looking to hook up, I don't know that you care if they are charming, have the best job in the world. Now, again, do you do you hope that it becomes a relationship? Maybe. But I said to you, you're not going to meet, you're not always going to meet your dream relationship over in the hookup lane. You might. It happens, but is, is having a, a big penis a prerequisite? For the hookup lane, yes. The size of your penis isn't really ne doesn't necessarily translate to the best time that you can have with somebody in the sack, does it? In the hookup lane, you're not looking for necessarily someone to take home to mama. Nobody said you were. But is a big penis the number one thing you're looking for? I didn't say it's the number one thing, but in the hookup lane, it's important. I just think that it's rude for men that maybe are not well endowed for us to be immediately removed from the, the DTF pool. Everybody has a different... And she tacky is tacky. That's, oh what, that's the word, tacky. It, it's not. She wasn't saying that. She was just saying that that's what drew her attention to him in the first place. But, is she but had no, no, heard no, she a lot did. about him. 
right. and having she was that curious. swagger. She was looking for that, and she thought, I'll reach out to Pete Davidson. He's got a big Pete. Well, that's how it happened. She admitted that in the clip. Should we replay the clip? No, because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Here's the clip and then the conversation. Just after midnight, police were called to this parking lot outside Tilly's Pub on 82nd Street where emergency crews found a 26-year-old man dead underneath a car. That victim was identified as Andre Smith. Court records claim the suspect, 26-year-old Galen Morris, told witnesses she believed Smith was cheating on her with another woman and tracked him to the pub using GPS where she ran over him three times in the parking lot before being arrested for murder. Ultimately, it will be up to the prosecutor's office to file formal charges in the case. In the meantime, the suspect remains behind bars without bond. I'm telling you, I just had this conversation with someone. I literally ran into her going into my work, and she was coming out of her work, and I got an earful. And she said she would still be married to this man today had she not... Dropped an air tag. She was very suspicious dropped an air tag into his gym bag, which he called his gym bag, but it was basically his crash pad bag. And he was having affairs with four different women. And the clicker is not only on the air tag, he had his Viagra um, accidentally sent to the house instead of his office. So there's that too. Gotta check the ship to label. But one of the women called her and apologized. She's like, no, honey, you don't need to apologize to me. Did, did she know that he was married? Yeah, yeah, and she didn't know. And she was like, I'm so sorry I broke up. She said, you didn't break my marriage up. She's like, I've lost 186 pounds, and this is a fantastic situation. How'd she lose 186 pounds? She lost her husband. Oh. Yeah. I thought somebody fat died or something. Yeah. She told me she's already been hit on by three men. She said okay. she has three. Po- I'm not kidding you. She said she has three potential men that have already hit on her that are just kind and generous and sweet. Right now, of course, they are. They know that she's fragile emotionally. It's new. It's fresh. I said, where did you get the idea to do this? And she said, oh, I have two friends that are doing it right now. One of them's a man doing it to his wife, doing it, the tag. And then another is another woman doing it with her husband. Let me ask tag. you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this in all seriousness. If you have to slide an air tag into your spouse's husband, wife, can go both ways, their gym bag, or into their suitcase if they travel, or into their glove box. If you have to do that, should you be with them? To begin with. I think in her case, because I know what you're saying, but I think in her case, she was just going along with life. Like they well, were she, actually planning to build a house together, another, a new house. And they, their kids are out of the, you know, they, the kids have grown up. So she had no idea that they, they had not been having problems or anything. And then she started, things started to seem weird. She told like me. What? I don't know. I'm not getting into Can all we that. we get her on an episode? I don't think so. But. She's probably like her attorneys have her under a gag order. But the point of this is, is that I totally agree with you. There are times when like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, when it's just so toxic. But I think in this case, she had no idea. And he was never going to tell the truth because nobody who's doing any of this stuff ever tells the truth, men or women. Do you think that this is going to come a, a thing in, in divorces? What do they call in states where if you can prove that the spouse was cheating? Oh, California or anything. Yeah. But what's it called? A no fault state, I think. If you can prove that, then you are, you get access do a lot more gold. Yeah, 50%. Right? Judges will courts recognize the air tag as a as as proof, like an affidavit almost. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to deny it? Could could techies could they could they debunk it and say, "Listen, there are flaws." Again, I think it's like putting a tracker on someone's car. I don't know that it's legal, but I mean, how many people listening to this podcast have probably put trackers on their people's cars? How many have done that? Oh, I'm you'd be surprised. Where do you get a tracking device for a car? On Amazon, okay. on like the spy right. store. Who puts a tracking device on someone's car? This is a Debbie Downer episode. I don't get excited about many things. How about this? I don't often get excited about things that come into the house. Well, that didn't sound right. Um, I don't get excited about furniture. I was at Gallery Furniture earlier today. I walk in the door. And we were just there two weeks ago. I walk in the door for the parking lot party. I walk in the door today. And Donna, I see this couch. And did it call to you? It called to me. Like a and siren in the I said sea? To, I, I'm not kidding here. I said to Donna, ask for Donna. I said, where did that come from? That wasn't here two weeks ago. She said, we just got two truckloads of it. I can't tell you where where you can go pay three times as much for it as you will at Gallery Furniture. Because, the, the exact couch? Yes. Not a replica? No, no. No, yeah, the, the exact, exact couch. couch. Yeah. Um, it is a it's celebrities, celebrities, they're plural, celebrity designed collection. Okay. These are, these are couches, Donna, that are comfy. They're oversized. They're huge. 
the typical couch is 96 inches. This collection features a Chelsea couch that's 120 inches wide. That's a Pete Davidson okay. couch. All right. Yeah. That's a callback to BDE from uh-huh. earlier in the episode. That's nice. You can move them around. You can like yeah, you can the, make the your pieces own. of them. It's kind of like a hexagon. You know, like you yeah. can make it a square, a hexagon, and you you design it depending on how your family is, you know, and how you want to sit. These are great for big dens, movie rooms. Yep, yep, yep. I was looking at this couch, and they're so pretty. They're so nice. But I was also thinking, like, if you're kind of redoing your um, basement for, like, which I know a lot of people do because, you know, your kids are getting a little older and you want all their friends over, these are these great types of couches that you just can't, I mean, you can just pile tons of people on and watch movies and hang out and all that good stuff. One of the pieces in the collection is called the Veda, V-E-D-A. It's 118 inches, Don. It's a square arm sofa, reversible cushions. If you go today to the place where this collection lives, you're going to pay $2,399, nearly $2,400. Yeah. Okay, I would pay that for this couch. It's, it's, it's that nice. Is that comfortable? Is that cozy? I sat on it today. I laid down and took a nap, actually, on this couch today. Gallery furniture, $999. Every piece in this entire collection, two truckloads, arrived this week at Gallery Furniture. Every piece is $999. If you go somewhere, if you go there and get the Chelsea 120 inch wide symmetrical modular corner sectional, uh, three thousand thirty nine dollars is what you'll pay at the uh, the place. All right, gallery furniture nine 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 ninety nine for every single piece in this collection. They're a destination, a place you look forward to. No matter how stressful your day has been, you know that you're going to spend your evening curled up with those you love, watching your favorite show. Oh, I love it. Or movie on the world's most comfortable sofa. If you're in that kind of market where you've been waiting and you're like, dang, I need a couch, I need a couch. But you know, like to get a big sectional, it's going to cost you some money. This is, I'm telling you, this is the furniture for you. And when you see it, you're going to be like, I've seen that furniture at this place for triple that price. I've seen those, that married celebrity couple talk about this line that they created, this collection that they created for this store. $9.99. $9.99. Doesn't matter the piece. $9.99 until the last piece is gone. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag Ask for Donna. My Second Act podcast is also brought to you by Ford and Fayetteville Ford built Ford Tough. Come and get your Ford, they will earn your business. They do it giving you a fair deal. They ask for a fair deal. That's fair, right? Fair for everybody. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty, FayettevilleFordGA.com. Dan and Shay have written a song about Kenny Chesney. I don't know if this is fact or if this is supposed to be a joke or not. I'm going to play you just a clip of the song from Dan and Shay. This is on their Instagram account. Check this out. Kenny was singing about Melon Billy Joel and Steve Miller Band. Funny how those turntables spin all the way back around. Every time I hear that song, I'm right back there in that parking lot. Drinking discount beer with my best friends. We were drunk before we ever got in. Every word and every line, I swear I've heard them a million times. And just like him, it stops me in my tracks. Back. Call back to his hit. I go back. That's a callback. Yeah, we just talked about this. You know, like with Jody Messina. So in the very beginning, let's get it. There's the first few seconds. Camp. Billy Joel and Steve Miller. The Billy Joel is only the good Diane. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Stops me in my tracks. Stops me I for days could not figure that one out, and I finally, you know, Teresa Bodine. Oh, yeah. Teresa Bodine sends me a text and says, Caddy, it's, I go back, Billy Joel sings Only the Good Die Young. Yeah. I said, by God, Teresa, I love you. Teresa's probably one of the very first listeners in 1994 when I got to Atlanta. And and I've seen her kids become uh, parents, and I've seen Teresa, still at 32 years old, become a grandmother. But, uh, That's something. Yeah, so we're going to add I go back to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. It's a component of the podcast. And when you fly Atlanta-based Delta, you can explore three seasons of the My Second Act Hype Song Playlists. For each season of the podcast, there's a Hype Song Playlist on Spotify to accompany it. Donna, you're adding some Eric Church to the Spotify Hype Song Playlist. I pulled a specific clip of this song. Here's Joanna Cotton. God, I love her. 
He's the chief here at church. And he wrote that song as he writes everything. When he's writing the song, like, does he have that music in mind? Because that is such a killer song. Well, remember with the triple album that that's on, one of those either on heart and or soul. Every single song was written in a 28-day period. Hey, it's Caddy. So I got to be kind of quiet because it's 2 a.m. and everybody in the house is asleep. I'm with you right now, about an hour and a half after we recorded the episode that you've been listening to. As I was listening back, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go back and pull a piece of the conversation that we had with Joanna Cotton about the recording of what we now know is Heart and Soul, the triple album that Eric released. This episode is from November 17th, 2020. The Wink and Why Donna Was the Only One Who Caught It is the name of the episode. As I was listening back and pulling the clips from Joanna, I wanted to insert, and we do very few edits on this podcast. I can count on no more than two hands the times when in post-production we've actually made an edit. As I'm listening back, though, to the conversation with Joanna Cotton you're about to hear, I realize she dropped the names of the three albums that Eric Church dropped just a couple of months later. At the time, we had no idea that a triple album was even coming. You'll hear me during this conversation, Ribber, about what I think is a double album coming. And she laughs because Joanna Cotton knows, ah, it's actually Cadillac Jack. A triple album, Heart and Soul. Listen for it right now. When you were um, recording the, the song, there were 28 songs in 28 days, we think. You won't confirm that. Um, <laughs> but it was pre-pandemic. You were telling me last night, there was actually January yeah. and February, and you guys were in Banner Elk, which is up near Boone, which is yep. um, uh, up near Appalachian State, where he went to school, and, and he's from Grant Falls, right down the street. Um, you were telling me that they, were, that they would write literally all day and all night, and you were like hanging out in the city getting your nails done and you get a text <laughs> yeah. and you get they paid you yep. they'd send Joanna You're Cotton a page or something saying we need you it's That's time it. so they would yep. write you were telling me they would write the song they and do. then they would call you in and they would record it right there yeah so basically the process that happened was Eric had a group of writers it would be different writers every week and um, they would come in on the buses and uh, they would write a song during the day and we would start about six or seven at night and uh, we would cut the song. So it never went into what the Nashville system calls it a demo. So you like write a song and then you demo it and you see if it's going to make your record. These went directly from a work tape that was written that day to, to the record. Fascinating. And, and Eric, we did it all live. We really did. Uh, the guys would come up with parts and then uh, I would sit right there next to Eric and I would sing along with him live. And that's how we cut the record. And so the parts that we, we put on the record and that made the record uh, were just 100% off the cuff. You're classically trained. You went to Juilliard. You're not just some backup singer, ooh and, <laughs> and on. You're an amazing singer. And I, I commend you because I think to be on the road now in 2020 with an artist that big and to have that kind of platform, <laughs> you have your own shine aside from him. And I think that's amazing for you. It really is, and sometimes it just blows me away. I start thinking about the history of music. And, you know, there's Mary Clayton's, and there are um, Lisa Fisher's, and there are these background singers that are icons, but I don't think that anybody in the history of music, and I'll go that far, uh, has ever given their background singer the spotlight like Eric has done for me. So we've had a lot of conversations on the podcast, Joanna, about uh, Bad Mother Trucker, and I want to set the record straight here because I um, the I first time take a drink to this the, the first time I heard the song, yeah. I kept going back to one minute and eighteen seconds in. Okay. I went, I did it so many times. I know the mark. I was raised on jerky from here to Albuquerque. Went to school on a old CB. She made a name for herself. Taught me how to spell R A S P C T. I say that Eric dropped the E when he sings R-E-S, what should be R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes, but it is actually What happened goes, to the E? R-E-S-P-C-T. Thank you. Thank you. Where's the E? I don't know if he forgot it. Maybe he was drinking too much Jack Daniels. But he definitely <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> 
But I said we're gonna we're finally gonna be able to put this to rest because someone that actually sang on the damn record. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go there. Uh, Entertainer of the year uh, just last week uh, after 15 years of of Eric Church and uh, so many misses in that category. Yeah. Um, where were you when you heard Reba say Eric Church and what was your first reaction? So. It's been so many years, and I am so musically connected with Eric that when he doesn't get it, it breaks my heart, too. And so I've been there, and we've been going to celebrations, and he, we thought he would get it, and then he didn't. And so this year, with it being COVID, I honestly just didn't think that they were ever going to give it to him. So, uh, you know, we had to test, and we went through all of this stuff for COVID, and we were kind of stuck in this little pipe and drape drape section with a monitor and when we got off the stage we all just went home and I didn't even know it I went to dinner and my phone just blew up and I said I mean I can't believe it they actually gave it to him then my heart kind of sunk a little bit because because of this year we weren't able to get together and do a, a huge celebration for an award that Eric should have gotten a long time ago uh, and you know I respect and admire anybody in the industry that can get to that level but I've stood beside Eric on so many nights and I've seen him give absolutely everything he has for four hours at a time and after the double down you know he broke so many records and you know it wasn't just the stadium attendance it wasn't just attendance records he was also the number one grossing tour over the Rolling Stones, over so many people throughout that year. And I, I was just shocked, you know, that uh, you can never deny th- the things that Garth Brooks has done in his career. And he will always be entertainer of a lifetime. I mean, you, Garth has broken so many records, but I knew how hard we worked that year, last year. And I knew how hard, you know, Eric and all the heart and soul. And so I really thought last year would be the year. But for him to get it this year... It's like, check. You know what? Yeah. He can put that trophy up there. We've done it. And yeah. maybe maybe it lagged for a year, but we got it. We got it. And I'm so proud for him because he deserves that award. Uh, he, he gives his heart and soul. And, and he definitely deserves that award. And I know, you know, there are so many artists that... that that are deserving, but I'm a little bit partial. So, <laughs> as you should be, though. But you know what? While it may be partial from from your point of view, but when you talk about what he did on that tour, and yeah. when you talk about the album sales, and when you talk about the showmanship, which a lot of people forget right. is actually, if you read the rules, he is an in the entertainer. CMA, showmanship should be is is a pretty big percentage, or should Absolutely. be a, a lot of that. And I'll tell you what, uh, a big part of that when I watch the people. Uh, they come there and they wait and they, it doesn't matter if it is snowing. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. They wait in that line and they are very loyal to Eric just to get in the door, to be first up there. And he has played for four hours at a time and nobody leaves. Nobody's ever done that before, Joanne. So people have said, oh, you know, is 2020 take anything away? No. It doesn't. He's and still, I think it actually means more because you really have to have a connection to your fans in 2020. Absolutely. To have won that award. You're right. I'm just so proud of him. You know, I, I, he finally, you know, I had my own solo career and then, you know, the good Lord just sent me down this path with Eric and I never thought my life would look like this and the success would come in this way. But I can relate to him in the fact that when you dream as a kid, you always dream about Entertainer of the Year from the CMA Awards. That's the biggest you can get. And he got it. I would rather have that than a double album. <laughs> um, because, because... Oh, Cadillac, here you go fishing again. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Because, well, but, but here's the thing. You know, the music will come in due time. That's the right. music will come in due time. No, we're always going to have okay, music for the fans. Question. I mean, Eric's never going to run out of ideas. I can promise here's you that. Here's my question. You ever get like, have you ever gotten really mad at him where you don't talk to him for a couple days? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably wouldn't want to know it, but... Like, there, like that asshole. Uh, you know what? There are a couple of times on the double down when he would challenge me with songs. And, yeah, um, you're just like... It's hard because, honestly, on the double down, those songs that we did that were just off lot. the cuff, I had two hours notice. It's a lot. And, you know, I'm singing them in front of fifteen or 20,000 people, but he challenged me in that way, 
And we never fell on our faces. I mean, some were better than others. But I would have never sung half of that stuff if Eric didn't challenge me to do it. So awesome. I think any time that somebody's challenging you, you can probably get a little irritated at them at times. But just because I'm a perfectionist, so I would love to be able to, you know, I've had those songs earlier so that I could, you know, wear them out in my mind. <laughs> But yeah. sometimes maybe off the cuff off is better. Much better. And that's one thing that Eric's done for me is to kind of draw me out of that perfectionism and just go, Joe, just go up there and have fun. Thank yeah. you for uh, yeah. coming. Thank, Thank you. you. So, so great to see you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, for everything. And yeah. congratulations. Thank you, guys. And be well and be safe. Thank you. Yeah, All right. Thank you. When you listen to the entire 25-minute conversation with Joanna Cotton from November 2020, you'll also hear Joanna reveal the name of the Eric Church Gather Again Tour, full year plus, before the tour hit the road. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is been okay. older, older. This is his older. Stands no, no, this is <laughs> You're heartbroken that L.A. Rams coach Sean McVay is no longer available, although he hadn't been since 2019 when he became engaged. But apparently that doesn't matter a whole lot. I wonder if he's got a big penis. I think he does. He definitely has BD with his clipboard. But here's the thing. I don't stand a chance because if you've seen his uh, wife, Veronica Komen, I mean, it's like, hello. I mean, she's she is but is that all that matters? No, Do we need oh to be gorgeous God. and have a big penis? No, I mean, you have life? just gone nutty bags with this. No, I'm just saying she's she's very, very pretty. And, like, they're they're a great couple. It's it's They're happy together. That's all I'm saying. He's a Marist God. graduate here in Atlanta. Yes, he is. He went yeah, to Super Marist Champ. High School. I watched some of her Instagram stories. And the the bachelor cake, you know what yes. you call it? Was a was like a, a cake replica of the Lombardi trophy. The yeah, Super no, trophy. I mean, that was the thing. I'm not saying, I'm not being, like... Oh, everybody has to be beautiful or have a big penis. That's not the point. She just looked, I mean, it was it was a really, really cool, pretty wedding. And um, they had some great videos of him singing Tupac, California. It was just fun. They had a good time. And he's adorable. Oh, he's so cute. Have you ever held the line to take a customer satisfaction survey before? No, I refuse do you often participate in taking a survey for uh, your, your how, how pleased you are with the company or how pleased you are with the brand? Do y'all do any of this kind of stuff with the... No, 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 no. Um, however, I do do this for um, Dry Bar, the people that like blow out your hair and stuff because... Because you can't do that. Well, yeah, I heard... our own hair. We can, but every now and then you want someone to blow, blow, blow your own hair. Um, but... I forgot what they get, but they told me they get something. Like, I don't even know. Maybe like an extra dollar or like something. 20% off promo code for Finger Hut or something. I don't know. But like, uh, they get more money. So I'm like, I'm off of that. I can do that. We included a survey in uh, last Saturday's issue of the letter, issue 114. And I made it very clear that while we appreciate you taking the time to complete this, I think it's 10 questions. I mean, two, two minutes of that. Uh, your answers and personal information would remain confidential until there was a good cash offer. And at that point, your shit's going to be all over the internet. Oh, so, my God. Uh, we okay. appreciate everybody taking the time. Next episode, we're going to dissect some of the answers. I was very surprised at a lot of the responses um, on some of the questions. Well, I'm just thankful that people aren't like you and I and that they were willing to take the survey and do this. Right, right. Because all yes. we have is a penny for your thoughts. That's it. And that's really, we don't even have that. That's, yeah. that's out of budget, really, even. Yeah. Um, when are you most likely to listen to the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast, like uh, when a new episode comes out. The, the, the number of people, Donna, that listen to a day of download, in other words, on a Tuesday or Thursday, when you wake up and your feet hit the floor, you listen to the episode that was recorded just hours prior because we drop episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was shocked at the number of people that listen to this podcast on upload day. Uh, have you ever attempted to make a left on red? One of the questions. How many episodes of Cadillac Jack, my second act, have you downloaded and listened to? Now, remember, this is episode 260. We have 260 in the library. Percentage of people that have listened to every single episode of this podcast, or they say that they have, and we have no reason to trust you otherwise. Unless I think we need to put a tracker on them. Which, apparently, we can do that, and we can track your car, and we yep. can drop one in your gym bag, and we'll, we'll find you at the uh, any of the 30 Austin Alfredo Partner Hotels around town. Are they in on this? Next episode, we will dissect results of the brief survey that was included in last Saturday's issue of 
the letter. And we appreciate you taking the time to complete that if you did. All right. If you didn't, shame on you. Freaking shame, shame, shame on you. Sip, sip, hooray. Sip, sip, hooray. Sip, sip, hooray. If you enjoy wine. Who doesn't? If you enjoy wine. Who doesn't? This weekend is the first Alpharetta Wine Festival here in awesome Alpharetta. The event is this Sunday, June 12th, on the Town Green in downtown Alpharetta. I got to tell you, that Town Green it's happening. sees more action than, than, than your friend's husband. Yeah, seriously. She just dropped an air tag on. He's probably over there getting uh, some action. Two to five this Sunday afternoon. Now, if you want to buy a VIP ticket, you get an extra hour of sampling. You get to I go in and turn, go. turn we, up we the We should go to this. One. This is fabulous. It's a whole weekend for winos in Alpharetta this weekend because Friday is a taste of Italy. At Fermented, on Friday, June 10th, that's tomorrow, if you're listening on Upload Day, and a lot of you are, according to the survey. Most of you do, uh, from 6 to 8 tomorrow night. Taste uh, five different wines from across Italy. Then Saturday, June 11th, sip on wine made locally. From Fulton County's first winery, Painted Horse Winery, at the Painted Horse Winery Tasting Room and Wine Bar. Now, we've, we've had our share, fair share of and the wi- Painted oh, Horse Winery. Oh, my gosh, and it's fabulous. Local wine is the best, too. Oh. Ah. The event uh, all day Saturday at the Painted Horse Winery Tasting Room and Wine Bar, which is uh, Roswell Street, downtown Alpharetta. You got on street parking, but you got the parking garage right there in that area. It's a big weekend, Donna, for wine. Well, and how lucky are we to have these two great places so close to each other? So you literally you can park at the parking deck, as we've talked about, and then Fermented is right across the street, and then head right on up the hill. And you get you some, you get, you know, you're going uphill. Go to the pH. Yep. You're going uphill. So you don't have to worry about falling down or anything. I'm responsible for many of the grapes that are used this season in painted horse wines. That's right. If you had a previous episode, for grow, for grow you day. put your little vines in the ground. I was there for grow day when yes. we planted these, these grapes on the farm. We're, we're just so grateful to have these amazing places in our city. You know, you don't have to go anywhere. If you are a North Fulton restaurant resident and you're listening You've got so much at your fingertips. And if you're not, and we've talked about this, and you live in a partner city around us, I mean, to come up 400, you know, from anywhere, Smyrna, Sandy Springs, any of these cities that you live in, it is not that far. And it's a great way to spend an afternoon. And you don't have to stay in the city garage, parking garage all weekend. No. You know, if, you, if you're going to do Fermented and then do Painted Horse yeah. and then the actual first wine festival in Alpharetta, you, you, get you get you a room. Get you a room. Stay at one of Alpharetta's 30 modern hotels, some many within walking distance, to, to any of the three events for the first Alpharetta Wine Festival. It is this weekend. Book your stay at awesomealpharetta.com. Going to have tasty bites from local restaurants at the uh, Alpharetta Wine Festival. Oh, my gosh. I bet they're going to have, like, pairings with Pair perfectly food. with wine. Oh, yes. my gosh. Three hours of tastings of general admission tickets. Plus, you get to take home your commemorative class. Best of all. Angels Among Us Pet Rescue, which will support local cats and dogs in our community. I mean, that's the best part, honestly. Aside from well, the wine. I mean, listen, I love animals, but that's not the best part. The best part's the wine. I mean, it's, it's a great, know, but it's I a mean, close number two. If you're going to go and, and, and have B. a great time, why not have it go to a fantastic charity also? And, you know, normally, like, if you want to go to one of these wineries, you have to drive way, the way George up. Mountains, if not and, to Italy. And the, Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I'm or stuck Sonoma. here and... I, I'm drinking all this wine. So that's what makes this so great. You can just have a, like you said, have a great time, stay at a partner hotel, make an entire weekend out of it. Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, and find your awesome at the Alpharetta First Wine Festival this weekend, awesomealpharetta.com. We're grateful for pod support from T-Mobile Experience, America's largest and fastest 5G network from Brightmore Healthcare, and guests of the My Second Act podcast, State Properties, owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brands you know depend on and trust, Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Brewable is a very unique nonprofit that is based here in our city, Alpharetta. It's a coffee shop, but it's so much more than that. It's in the Alpharetta Community Center. I was invited to host a documentary that they're filming about Brewable. Brewable provides employment and community connections for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. At, at Brewable, they truly set the example for inclusion in the workplace. There are some nationwide charities that, that have openings or, or, or employ adults with the same challenges. They get a very healthy hourly wage at Brewable, plus tips. Um, we filmed Saturday part of this documentary that's going to premiere in August about Brewable and its operation, which with this documentary we're hoping will expand into more Atlanta cities, but also nationwide. I flashback, though. We had like a lunch break Saturday, and I walk outside the Alfred Community Center. Donna, there's all there's there's this crowd around this window, 
on the side of the building. And I'm like, what the hell's going on over there? You know what? Well, I flashed back. You want to figure it out? You know what it was? Sport takes. Uh, some dance lessons. Yeah. They don't let the moms and the dads and the grandparents in the room. So what's, what are the moms and the dads and the grandparents? They go outside and they yeah. caucus around a window so they can all look in and see little Debbie or little Sean participating in the dance class. We spent so much time there. Um, basketball with Will. Basketball. They were playing basketball. Olivia Saturday. did sport hikes. That's where they she um, hit the instructor with like a wolfle ball, and he said it's time to move this child on to more organized sports. She's right. She's got an arm on her. Um, and then Charlotte took hip-hop lessons there. So the important part about that is it's such an – this – this center is an important part of the community. I have never, you know, you go, sometimes you go to a coffee place and you get your coffee and everybody's working, 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 working. And like, you know, it's just, it's just frenetic energy. I have never left brewable without a smile on my face or feeling better about the world that we live in. All they want to do is have a conversation. All they want yes. is interaction with an, another adult. Yeah. At brewable, they brew coffee. Yes, but they brew confidence. You can smell that. it. You can smell it as you walk in the front door, the confidence of these adults. Kim, who's one of the baristas. Um, Kim's, I think, is 67. Uh, Albert is 25. Daniel is 27. Kimmy is 20, I believe. So so they these are not kids. These are adults who work full-time jobs now at Brewable. I'm incredibly proud of them. I'm incredibly proud of you for hosting um, this documentary and being involved. You've been you know, super involved with helping them with some of their um, fundraising. And I just think it's such a great organization. So proud. And I want you to know that our mayor here in Alpharetta, Jim Gilvin, has been a huge supporter of Brewables. Since, since they since opened the doors, started. which was just weeks before the pandemic hit. But Jim was very kind. He came by for a segment and uh, Mr. Mayor was very kind. He came by and did a segment. It's always good to see Jimmy. You know, he, he, he did the Polar Plunge three years in a row, which is one of the fundraisers where you jump into Will's Park, our community pool here he's, in Alpharetta. Yeah, he's game for in anything. January. Yeah, he's game for anything. He wrote you, a, I just want to tell you, he, he reached out and wrote a really nice note. And he said, um, you never cease to amaze me, Caddy. I've enjoyed you as my favorite DJ, my friend, and as an MC extraordinaire. But the way you were able to go through that shot in one take without a script was amazing. You are a true professional with a heart. He's big- Hang on, with a heart as big as your fan club. Thank you for your generous work on behalf of Brewable and our city. He's been a friend of ours, for, friend of the family for a long, long time. Yeah, Jim Gilden. Thank you, Jim. Listen, it's going to be a fundraising event when the premiere is, but they're going to do a red carpet where, where the baristas on. They're so excited because it's going to be like they're going to have photographers and like step and repeat. Yeah, stuff. yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. It's going to be like a Hollywood film premiere in August, and uh, we'll let you know about it a little closer to uh, to the actual event. That's all I got. You got anything? It's hot in here. It's one a.m. Let's wrap it up. Audio for this episode from Bonham Murray Productions and Ryan Seacrest Productions for Keeping Up with the Kardashians, WXIN Fox 59 in Indianapolis, BNA Records, and EMI Nashville Records. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. Uh, if nothing else, subscribe to the letter for the memes. I'm cool with that. We get about seven or eight in a, uh, yes, an issue. I have a question. Um, how do you feel? About? You're a year Older. Oh, come on. Do you feel that. wiser? I don't. I don't. Older? No, my penis isn't bigger, and I still is. That's the only thing I asked for. Text. I didn't tell you how to, we're going to dissect the uh, results of the survey next episode. I didn't tell you how you can subscribe. Text left on red. Red is the color R E D. No spaces. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe for free. Hit your inbox every Saturday morning at 910. And uh, we don't sell your information with anybody until that right cash offer comes along and then uh, your shit's everywhere. But um, how did you, did you find it easy to subscribe texting left on red on to the number 22828 when you subscribed for the letter to the letter? Yes. Did you? It was simple? Yes. Okay. Very simple. What happened after you did that? Um, I got a notice. Uh, what kind of notice? A little notice that said, did you really want to subscribe? Confirmation. That's correct. Okay. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Did Hans make it back from Key West? I hadn't heard. You got to swing by the the home office on three nineteen North Main Street. He was last spotted at the nudie bar. I I doubt that seriously. He was. He sent a picture, not of him nude, but of him there. Okay, I would think not. Christina won't have that. Uh, Thank you, uh, Appens, for your support, and Appen Brothers for your uh, executive production skills. Every Tuesday and Thursday, new episodes. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network team or hashtag Team Appen. Podcast Network, hashtag Appin Brothers. Oh my God. Hashtag BD. Can you land this plane?